Hey, what's up, guys? How are you guys doing? I hope you guys are having an amazing day today. Oh my god, finally, I am recording something. <laughs> It has been a long time since I'm I have planned to do this, but I'm not really sure what to talk about. I am not a professional in anything, I'm not even. I don't even have experience recording things like this so yeah it's quite hard for me um, to find to start you know to find ideas and so on so after quite um, a long time of thinking <laughs> um, I finally got an idea uh, I wanted to To help people who have trouble sleeping, who feel lonely at night, who have a lot of um, things going on in their mind at night. I wanted to help these people to feel better. I wanted to help them sleep better. I wanted to give them a better night, hopefully. I'm not sure if I'm helping, but I'm, I really hope I do help a bit. If not, if not all, maybe one or two people, you know, at least. I want to do something. Um, And yeah, so I decided to do. I decided to read for everyone a bedtime story. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good idea, but I think I think it is. You know, <laughs> hopefully. So for today, I'm gonna read a book titled Hide and Seek by T. Albert. Yeah. So this story is about three um, kids named James, his sister Sally, and Mark. So these three people are best friends. They had played all day long, but now that it was dark and difficult to see, they had nothing to do. They couldn't play soccer because they couldn't see the ball. They didn't want to go inside and play game because it was a beautiful springtime night, and they like being outside especially after having to play inside all winter long they just didn't know what to do and it was a little too early for them to go home i guess i'll just go home mark said in a sad voice ah come on replied james we still have time for another game of something then sally said i have an idea Let's play hide and seek. I was just going to say that, James said. Yeah, I'll bet, replied his sister. You always say you were thinking of something when I think of it, she snapped. Do not, James said, a loud voice. Do too, yelled Sally. Mark just looked down at the guard. Mark just looked down at the ground and shook his head from side to side. They are at it again, he mumbled to himself. Then he yelled, Okay, let's play hide and seek. I'll be the seeker. He turned, faced a big tree, closed his eye, and started counting out loud. 199, 98, 97. Sally and Mark stopped arguing look at each other and run off different direction to find a hiding place. In the distance, they could still hear Mark counting. Four, three, two, one. Ready or not, 
here I come. Then he turned and began looking for places where they could be hiding. Finding Sally was easy. She always ran off and, and then circled back so she, she would be close to the base, the safe place to get to before being tagged. Mark looked for the biggest tree and runs to it. But she wasn't there. I'll bet she's behind that big bush, he said to himself. So he ran to it and was ready to tag her. But she wasn't there either. Hmm. As he turned around, he saw James running toward the base and darted after him. Just before he touched James' shoulder, James tagged the base and yelled, Safe! Did you get Sally yet? Jane asked. No, said Mark. I haven't been able to find her and it's getting late and we need to be he and we need to be heading home. So both boys yelled out, Come on out, Sally, it's late. But there's no reply. Not even a little sneaker from somewhere in the darkness. They yelled again, Come on out, Sally, it's late. Still, there was no reply from Sally. They began to worry and started searching for her. As they walked around the area, they called out, Sally, come on, we give up, you're safe. But no matter where they looked or how much they called out, Sally didn't answer. It was, a, it was as if she disappeared. Sally was wondering what had happened. All she could remember was crawling under the big trunk of a fallen tree to hide. Now, as she looked up, she saw several stars through a small hole above her head. She had fallen into a hole when she crawled under the tree trunk. Help! she yelled and heard her voice echo throughout what must have been a cave. Help! 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 Did you hear that, James? Mark said excitedly. Sally just yelled, yelled for help. Keep yelling, Sally, James screamed. That way we can find you. Sally heard her brother and crept screaming. After a short while, the, bo the boys were started. After a short while, the boys were standing next to the big trunk tree, tree, tree trunk. Hey, are you stuck under this tree? asked Jim. Kind of, Sally yelled. When I crawled under it to hide, I fell into a cave. Please help me. I'm scared. It's dark. I can't get out. Mark said, James, you stay with Sally and I will go get my dad. Then he dashed off into the darkness. Don't be scared, James. Don't be scared, James said. I'm right here with you. No, you're not, Sally sobbed. You're up there and I'm down here. As Sally turned into darkness in the cave, she bumped into something, screamed and began to cry. What's wrong? James yelled. There's something down here with me, Sally replied in a shaky voice. Just then, Mark and his dad come running through the woods. Mark's father knelt down and asked Sally if she was okay. He could hear her crying and sobbing. Sally, are you hurt? He asked. No, she said, but I'm scared. There is something down here with me. Stand back, Sally. I'm lowering a rope and will be down with you in a second. 
mark that tied up tied the rope to the tree found the tree found the hole under the tree trunk wiggled a bit and lowered himself into the cave Sally could see him coming down the rope and stopped crying not only was he there but the cave became brighter from the beam of the of his flashlight as he as it danced across the cave floor walls as he reached the floor of the cave he shone the light on Sally and gave her a big hug don't be frightened he said i'll have yard here in no time then he shone the light around and saw that she was she had fallen into a small cave and very close to her in the middle of the cave was something wrapped in layers of old blanket mark jane there's something down here i'm going to tie it to the rope and i want you to pull it out okay okay he replied the boys pulled out the object untied it and let the loose end of the rope fall back into the cave the cave was in deep and marks that boosted sally over his head so he she could crawl up he then grabbed the rope and with a little jump was able to grab the opening and pull himself out let's go back to my house for a cup of hot tea i'll call your parents so they aren't worried and we'll see what treasure sally found he said when they got to mark's house they sipped their tea and began unwrapping the treasure they carefully peeled off layers of old blanket and clothes to reveal a wooden block they slowly opened it and stared in amazement oh my sally said in disbelief i don't believe what i'm seeing the boys and mark's father just stared inside the box there were jewels of very every color you could imagine there were diamonds rubies sapphires emerald and all shapes and sizes intermixed they could see several gold coin and strands of pearls were rich the boy screamed not quite interrupted mark's father someone could have lost this and i don't think you should plan on spending any of it until we found out a little more besides sally found it i'll share it sally said happily that's nice sally replied mark's dad but the right thing to do is to contact the authorities the next day the four of them and sally's mother drove to the police station explain what had happened and gave the treasure to the police to hold while they conducted their investigation they left the police station sadly and even the double dipped asking gones mark's father bought for them didn't make them smile they drove back in silence several weeks passed with no words from the police then one evening mark's father called james sally and their parents the police just came and i think you should come over right now he said i'm afraid there's bad news about the treasure the police are on their way and will explain uh, the police are on their way and will explain everything when you get here 
Sally and James didn't say much during the ride to Mark's house. Sally thought that since it was bad news, the treasure belonged to someone else even though they probably lost it. Whatever happened to Finder's keeper, she mumbled. What did you say, Sally? Her mother asked. Oh, nothing, Sally replied. Then she let out a long, sad sigh that echoed throughout the car. <sighs> when they arrived at Mark's house, the police were there with the treasure box. As Sally entered, the captain introduced himself and said, Sally, this is yours. Your parents need to sign some paper, but the box and its content are yours. Sally, Marks and Jim shrieked with joy and danced around the room. Then Sally said, what is the bad news? The captain smiled and said, the treasure is worth more money than you can imagine with your new found wealth comes great responsibility. Sally didn't quite understand what the captain was talking about and right now, it didn't really matter. Mark asked, are you going to share? Of course, Sally said. If you and James didn't help me, I might still be there. Several days later, Sally asked everyone over to her house. I have decided what to do with the money from the treasure after it is sold, she said. I am giving one over six to my mom and dad, one over six to Mark's mom and dad, one over six to mom, one over six to James, and one over six for me. There is an extra one over six, Mark proudly stated. He left mad and was right on top of Sally's calculation. No, there's not, Sally said. It's two, Jim said. It's not, Sally said in an angered voice. Just as Mark was going to say, they are at it again, Sally said. This is why there isn't an extra one over six. I'm giving it to the local authority so it can be given to those less fortunate and in need her mother and father say it was a caring and responsible thing to do they were very proud of her and knew that she understood what the captain meant when he had turned the treasure over to her just days before that's all um that's all from of the story that's the that's the end of the story um, I don't know if you guys enjoy the story or not. Um, hopefully you guys do. Uh, I really, <laughs> I really hope you guys do. Um, I'm not. I'm. I know it's. It wasn't the best I can do, but uh, hopefully I still <laughs> able to to feel your empty night. <laughs> hopefully I'm not sure though. And 